Montana. News with Jay Scott, bringing you what impacts you in your town. Here's Jay. We begin with breaking news. The Helena City Commission has called a special meeting to discuss a mutual agreement to terminate the employment contract of City Manager Anna Cortez. The meeting is scheduled for 3.30 Monday in the Commission Chambers at the City County Building. Cortez has been City Manager since January of 2019, replacing Interim City Manager Dennis Taylor and Ron Allis. Her two-year contract provides for an annual base salary of $150,000. Cortez has been on paid administrative leave for the second time since January 17th, pending an investigation into a complaint filed against her. Great Falls attorney Jordan Crosby declined to characterize the nature of the complaint leveled against Cortez, but said it related to the harassment and discrimination sections of the employee handbook. According to the city website, quote, complex relations led to the discussion between counsel for the city and Ms. Cortez for an agreement to end the party's relationships in a mutual fashion. The proposed agreement includes a lump sum payment to Ms. Cortez of just under $164,000. Again, the Helena City Commission has scheduled a meeting for Monday to consider an agreement to replace the city manager, Anna Cortez. Some Keystone XL pipeline stories today. A zoning board in Holt County, Nebraska, has recommended denial of a construction permit for that pipeline until certain conditions are met. The zoning board suggested approval be denied until two conditions were met. The main condition is that the pipeline developer TC Energy first obtain legal access to all lands, either through voluntary easement or condemnation. Dozens of landowners have refused to allow TC Energy on their land. That has prompted TC Energy to file eminent domain lawsuits in court. Those lawsuits are still pending, and there are several federal lawsuits here in Montana against the pipeline. It's unclear when Holt County will make the final decision on the construction permit, but the recommendation has the potential of stopping progress on the Keystone XL. In another Keystone XL-related story, South Dakota Republican Governor Kristi Noem called on lawmakers there to again pass laws against riot boosting, despite opposition from Native American tribes who say Noem's proposal unfairly targets expected protests of the Keystone XL pipeline. Noem wants legislators to replace a law passed last year that was later struck down by a federal judge. It also revises anti-rioting laws that are on the books from previous years. Five tribes in South Dakota are opposed to the bill. The federal judge who blocked the law last year said it violated free speech rights because it targeted pipeline protests. Several tribal leaders say that the pipeline, which skirts tribal land in South Dakota, threatens their safety because of possible leaps that could contaminate drinking water and a possible rise in crime from pipeline workers during construction. Ogala Sioux Tribe President Julian Bearrunner wrote that the legislation creates a, quote, false narrative 
that pipeline protests are violent and that such laws only worsen conflict between the state and Native American tribes. Last year, the legislature passed that riot-boosting bill. Three days after it was introduced, it was then thrown out by a federal court, and South Dakota had to pay $145,000 in legal fees when the law was thrown out. Yellowstone County commissioners are considering a plan to drain Lake Elmo to fight invasive Asian clams that were found in the lake. The plan is to empty the 64-acre lake either next winter or the following winter to prevent the invasive species from spreading. That's according to Commissioner Dennis Pittman. An Asian clamshell was first found in Lake Elmo in July of last year. Although no live species have been detected, state biologists say the clam most likely came from the Columbia River in Oregon on a boat or in fishing gear that came back to Montana. Asian clams are about the size of a quarter, and they have no known predators in Montana. Biologists say they take food away from other species. They also can jam infrastructure and boat motors. A Shelby woman has been convicted on two federal charges for lying on paperwork to buy a handgun that she then gave to a 17-year-old boy as a birthday present. A jury convicted 52-year-old Susan Caitlin Scott of Shelby of false statements during a firearms transaction and transfer of a handgun to a juvenile. That's according to the U.S. Attorney. Under federal law, it's illegal for anyone under the age of 21 to buy a handgun from a licensed dealer, and it's illegal for unlicensed people to sell or transfer a handgun to anyone under the age of 18. Prosecutors say that in November of 2018, Scott filled out paperwork at a sporting goods store in Great Falls to buy a Taurus 9mm handgun and said she would be the owner. The case came to light when the boy to whom the gun was given reportedly pointed the gun at Scott during an argument. A juvenile witness said he and friends would play with the gun and pointed at each other while it was loaded with a magazine, but without a round in the chamber. U.S. District Judge Brian Morris scheduled sentencing for June 4th and continued Scott's release. Prosecutors have dismissed a homicide charge filed more than 10 years ago against a man whose conviction was overturned in 2018 after, quote, overwhelming evidence submitted on his behalf by the Montana Innocence Project. Robert James Dave Wilkes has officially changed his plea to no contest to a charge of criminal endangerment and after more than nine years in prison has been released. Wilkes was originally convicted in 2009 of killing his three-month-old son Gabriel and sentenced to 60 years in prison. He has maintained his innocence the entire time. The Montana Innocence Project argued that medical science offered as evidence in the original trial to prove that the child died by shaken baby syndrome was, quote, long outdated and discredited. The Montana Innocence Project says new medical science shows Wilkes' son died from a pre-existing medical condition. The Innocence Project also faulted the defense attorney 
who failed to present evidence from the medical examiner who listed the child's cause of death as undetermined. After a Valley County District Judge James Haynes overturned the Wilkes conviction in 2018, Missoula prosecutors had refiled the charges. Another trial was scheduled. The new agreement came just before the scheduled start of the trial. Wilkes is the Montana Innocence Project's seventh exoneration in the last four years. In the latest long-term projections, the U.S. Energy Information Administration projects that electricity generation from renewable sources, say wind and solar, will surpass nuclear and coal by next year and surpass natural gas in 2045. In the annual Energy Outlook 2012 report, the share of renewables in the U.S. electricity generation mix, the renewables increased from 19% now to 38% in 2050. Most of the growth in renewable electricity generation is attributed to wind and solar. That's about half the renewable generation today. The EIA says those technologies will account for nearly 80% of renewables in 2050. Electricity generated by coal was just under 2 trillion kilowatt hours in 2010. It's less than half of that now and expected to continue to fall, according to the EIA. And again, our lead story, the Helena City Commission has called a special meeting to discuss a mutual agreement to terminate the employment contract of City Manager Anna Cortez. The meeting is Monday at 3.30. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.